0: hello and welcome to episode 209 of constructing comics a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time on this episode we have a review of beta ray bill from marvel comics released in 2021 your creative team is writing and art by daniel warren johnson coloring by mike spicer letters by joe sabino and daniel warren johnson this is matt and i'm joined by constructing comics co-host noah hey there and we also are joined by travis wells creator of mossvale what's up guys hey uh so travis as our special guest why don't you lead us off with your initial thoughts of of this comic and then um we'll go with noah for initial thoughts and then we'll do the deep dive into the book
1: all right well overall like anything daniel warren johnson touches it's gold so that's my (laughs) initial thought right off the bat um I love um, how he does the fewer panels per page. That's definitely something I, um, I go for and I'm a fan of also, um, utilizing space, lots of space. I like that.
0: And, and Noah, your, uh, your initial thoughts?
2: Yeah, I agree about the, you know, everything that Travis just said and I agree about the space. What, what's kind of cool about this first issue and then now having read the second issue too, is how big he went for this first issue, you know, like it was like very bombastic and like lots of scale um, with the, the, like the fewer panel count. Um, like it just sort of like, really hooks you. Like it's that like perfect first issue where it's like, yeah, I'm going to keep reading this because it's like, it just draws you in so well with the action and it lets the action breathe and it lets the characters breathe, which is really nice. Um yeah, so I I really enjoyed this first issue. I still think it has like some of the weird like Daniel Warren Johnson melodrama that I can kind of laugh at sometimes we can get into that. But like, uh, I, I do I do like I do generally like it. Um, but yeah, what, what about you, Matt? What are your thoughts?
0: So I really liked it. I thought it set us up to to go on a on a journey with Beta Ray Beta Ray Bill. And what I also thought was pretty interesting was is that you know this is sort of a, a standalone story, but they tie it into a lot of stuff that's going on currently in Marvel. Um, you know the the hammer being broken um, and and stuff like that. I, I you know these they seem like the the, res- the the end events of some of the uh the king in black as well um so I, I thought that was fun it was a standalone story but it also sort of tied us into you know the the marvel universe as, as a whole yeah and travis
2: i'd be interested to see what what your thoughts on that are too because like i fell out of like i only read one issue of thor and of course we only covered the one issue of king in black mm-hmm. on this podcast so i'm like out of it in that area but i was still able to follow this relatively well based on what little i knew of beta ray bill and it was still a great comic but would you were you able to follow it well travis like were you able to get into it yes so i
1: literally first heard of beta ray bill like two weeks before the issue actually came out so like brand new to me i was like who is this guy you know what i mean like i had no idea what was going on all i thought was like this guy looks like thor but like he's been like mutated somehow you know um but it was easy to follow um as far as you know when it starts it's, it's like you said it hooks you in and i mean it explains stuff as it goes um it's very it's a very good uh, comic book for for somebody to pick up who's you know you don't need to be like so invested in the marvel universe um you know most people who are just you know like nerds in general whatever like they knew who thor is you know mm-hmm. like and that's really yeah yeah
0: yeah so you know Noah and i talk a lot about uh you know the one of the magic sort of phrases in comic books and and and, and making a comic book is the uh is the show don't tell. And, you know, I know that we start off with a bit of a flashback scene, but basically, um, you know, within two panels, we know that he's without his hammer, um, mm. looking at the sort of the wall of um, weapons where there's the, uh, the silhouette, the, like the dusty silhouette. Um, and then we see the one panel where uh, Thor is breaking his, his hammer. So with two panels, we explain, you know, no hammer, And what happened to the hammer without sort of, you know, pontificating and Beta Ray Bill being like, oh, woe is me, I don't have my hammer and stuff like that. So, um, you know, within sort of the first three to four pages and within two panels, they sort of describe no hammer, what happened to the hammer, who's responsible for the hammer not being there. So I thought that was pretty effective. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think I mean, obviously, it helped to have that like opening paragraph that just sort of summarized where we're at in the Marvel Universe. But Mm -hmm you drawing attention to that really makes it point out that you don't really need that to get into the story to get into where the character's coming from even having that flashback at the beginning to beta ray bill's childhood and searcher coming on to his like coming down to his planet was really good just to sort of set up a backstory that will be sort of expounded upon as this book goes mm-hmm. um is really great in the show don't tell area but yeah what, what did you think travis Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no, I agree with you. Um, I, the, the show don't tell thing is great, especially for those, um, you know, like the really important details and stuff. And I really like how they did that. And then, you know, in case you didn't quite catch what was going on, they brought it up a little bit later. Um, you know, he tells Thor basically, you know, like, well, I would have been able to do this if, uh, you know, I had a hammer. Yeah. but i don't have it
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um yeah
1: yeah go ahead sorry oh i was just gonna say like i'm thinking about this like obviously obviously a big part of this guy and i don't know if i'm jumping ahead too much but uh red bill's issue is like you know he's living in this like huge shadow thor um and it's kind of, like, in his mind, you know, like, I'm never going to live up to to Thor and meet these expectations. Um, but even just, like, the first few pages, considering, like, what he does, like, what he's brave enough to do, um, you know, facing off with um, this this dragon creature, I forget his name. Um, it's like, dude, is that not enough? Yeah. Like, You know, the fact you're brave enough to do this and you're still so hard on yourself. um, It it very much like fits in the metaphor. Like he's, you know, trying to live in in Thor's shadow. doesn't even have the hammer to do it. Um, Yeah.
2: He's like, it's sort of, um, it's interesting with this is that like, I kind of realized this in the last issue, like the last series Daniel Warren Johnson did with Wonder Woman is that he brings a lot of like, relatable personal fears into his books and i think all of us here being comic creators you know like Mm. have that sort of like what you're describing travis where it's like we're all doing this much like we don't have to be in this case like daniel warren johnson like we're all creating comics right isn't that enough but we all have that in our mind where it's like but we should be as great as this person that kind of thing we never just sort of like address like our own like, you know, they like, you know, just like our own strengths and stuff like that, and accept ourselves for who we are. And I think that's sort of what the message of this book is going to be throughout the book. Exactly. And it's like,
1: it's like, man, in some ways, I'm already relating more than, to Beta Ray Bill than I ever have before. Yeah, you know. Um, just because of those, all those like uh, doubts and like the, you know, questioning himself and whatnot. It's this, like relatable flaws that like you said, like we can all relate to and that really like that really connects you to a character, you know, even if he looks like that, we can still relate to him.
2: Yeah. And uh, I, I think, yeah, I'm interested. What what, what do you guys both think of like beta Ray bill as a design for a character like, you know, having like an alien horse face and all that stuff. Yeah. What would you think seeing that for the first time, Travis, I guess as a newcomer to it. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing that for the first
1: time. Um, initially like i i mean i just thought alien or like something happened to his face i don't know it was kind of kind of like struck me as goofy um at first and you know seeing it out of context it still kind of is um and then when you get into the nitty-gritty of the comic it, it it has a good place in it you
2: know yeah, what what was your first reaction seeing Beta Ray Bill, Matt, and I guess you probably were more introduced with the Simonson stuff.
0: Yeah, um, it was one of those things where um, I, I didn't read a lot of of Thor comics uh, in you know in my in my youth when when you know these would have been coming out, uh, but I always sort of had the impression that Simonson was probably sketching, and he, he either did like a really wonky face on thor or just sort of goofy one night he was like let's make him a, a horse face and then like he sort of like kept working out the details of it and then he's like got attached to the character and he's like i gotta work him into the story somehow so like <laughs> i don't know if that's the i don't know if that's me sort of like romanticizing it and it, or if it wasn't even that sort of like you know, cool, but like I always figured he was like drawing something, the face was wonky or he was just being a little goofy one time. He's like, what happens if Thor had a horse face? And then, you know, <laughs> he passes it around the bullpen and they're all like laughing and joking. And they're like, oh, this is, you know, this becomes sort of like an inside joke. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to work him in, into the story somehow. So, you know, well the the, the invitation is uh, out there for Walt Simonson to, to come on the podcast and give us the, the origin of uh, his character. yeah go ahead sorry travis yeah
2: and his name too yeah i was gonna bring that up yeah (laughs) well i was gonna say like it kind of fits with his character arc in this book sort of like beta like being the beta thor basically you know that kind of thing like he's secondary all that stuff i'm like oh wow like look at daniel warren johnson playing even into his name that's impressive um yeah but i'm sorry i distracted us from the issue uh well, well, yeah i guess we could get into it like because I, I think the action coming yeah. up is pretty great to break down
0: Yeah, so uh beta ray bill and and lady sif are on the on the on the spaceship and then they sort of walk off the platform um there's a great sort of rallying the the troops um speech uh and then you know we, we see this fist punch through this large blue fist um punch through the wall, um, which knocks Beta Ray Bill down. And then we get this sort of amazing uh, two-page splash of Fing Fang Foom um, fighting. So what do you guys think about sort of the, uh, the rallying of the troops, sort of the, you know, setting, you know, the battle scene, you know, getting ready and then, you know, introduced right into to the fighting and the action. So, Noah, uh, what what are your thoughts here? Um,
2: I I loved the buildup, and uh, it, it was so cool. And I love that, like it's it's like reading a Daniel Warren Johnson book just makes you want to draw. And especially that tree that Beta Ray Bill is standing in front of on that first page, mm-hmm. um, like over the wall and everything like that. I just love all the detail and how, it, like with. You know, like, he's got so much detail in his artwork, but at the same time, it says so. Like, he does, like, the like littlest amount to differentiate between textures, so you know what's rock and you know what's, you know, what's wood and what's leaves and everything like that. And, of course, what what's the armor and things like that. It's just really good design, but really complicated. It, it just is, like, a lot for you to look at, and um it slows you down, I guess, with all the detail, which is nice, um, because, like, on a panel with, like, very limited dialogue you kind of can glance over it but all the detail really pulls you in and makes you sort of stay on the image longer and it sells the scope and scale of everything which is great and then that sort of like sets the battleground right so we know what's at stake we know where the battle is going to be fought and then we can get right into the action which we always talk about is where like you can drop out the backgrounds all that stuff because everything has been well set up and just you know just get you know the, the the pace can pick up then um, so I love these pages.
0: So uh, Travis, what are your uh, what are your thoughts here on the sort of the the setup before the battle?
1: As a as a big fantasy nerd, that 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 big panel with the tree um, was just right up my alley, and then the you know the the usual like medieval aesthetic of Asgard and stuff was just great, and I loved the like they built he they really built it up like he really built it up as far as like he's given this this speech to these to this army and even how like he writes the cheers like it's just like Mm. one word but it takes up like the whole almost the whole picture like in the way he draws it it's just it's just like you get you get the feeling like he literally like drew the sound of men cheering and you just get it you know what i mean and it makes it look so easy, too. And then yes. the anti-climatic, like, just the whole, like, all the fist through the wall. And then it was, like, even flying, you know, like, um, the whole building it up and then just, like, essentially tearing him down, you know, like, he just did such a good job with it. Yeah,
0: yeah so,
2: I, that's a very good point.
0: And I'm wondering if the letterer credit is all of these sort of Cool sort of effects that we do, you know the 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 cheering, the the kabooms as the you know the walls are broken down. I'm guessing that's the the letter in credit for for Daniel Warren Johnson. Yeah, I would
2: hope so. He deserves yeah. it. Like, cause like he always like he's his big thing is drawing out all his you know onomatopoeia you mm-hmm. know SFX, all that stuff. Like that's all his, you know, that's all his, uh, you know that that that's his thing. And um, like, I'm just sort of glad that he gets a lettering credit because normally it's like, you know, it's like Russ Wooten or whoever it is lettering his books that usually gets the credit um, yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, but what do you think of the whole battle sequence, Matt, leading up to the double page um, spread? I
0: thought I thought it was good. I, I think certainly, you know, we, we focused a lot on the, the panel where it's him and the, 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 the tree slash wall with the steps down. And we, we talk a lot of times about sort of like, with a larger panel or a full page panel, there's sort of like panels within panels. And I think there's a lot of downward movement in this one, you know, with him being up in the steps, um, you know, Lady Sif just off to the side. So it's sort of like focus on him, you know, go down the steps, see Lady Sif there. And then sort of after that, see the sort of the troops down below um, rallying. So it's almost sort of like there are sort of three panels within that, that, that larger, you know, that's roughly, Mm -hmm. Two two thirds of the page, so I, I always like stuff like that, and then you know the the very quick action of the the wall being broken, and I thought the fact that we have like sort of a Kirby monster um, on the double page splash, you know, it's it's Kirby hands, you know, always sort of reaching out for you with that foreshadowing. So I thought that that was a pretty awesome touch that we get, uh, you know, we get a big hand with, you know, big meaty sort of Kirby fingers on a uh, Kirby creation. And as an artist that, that splash,
2: at least for me, like all I could think of was like how thick are those lines on the original art of the ink, you know, with like the hand reaching out Mm -hmm. like uh, that. I would love to see this double page spread in real life just to see like how much ink is laid on um like because like it has to feel good to put down the lines that thick you know with the hand reaching forward to sell that space uh that was really great what would you what do you think overall about like the the like inking techniques travis oh
1: man i yeah like you're saying like the thick lines like especially on the hand and that that page when he's reaching out um no so good i mean he just I, he, he makes it look like, like, a, I'm trying to think of how to word it, like, just like a spectacular mess, basically, like, he has yes. so many lines, and if anybody else tried to copy that style, it just wouldn't go well, but he does it, and it's just, like, it's just, it's just so good to look at.
0: And it's the awesome yeah. three fingers, you know, when you draw sort of like cartoony characters, they all have three fingers, because if you draw four, it looks like too many, but three sort of looks right, sort of like Simpson characters, they all have like three fingers. So it's, you know, it's really cool to hear it's sort of, because it's a. I I think Fing Fang Foom is an alien that looks like a dragon, if, if I'm correct, but you uh-huh. know, you get to sort of play with that sort of old cartoony style of... The three fingers and it looking just right so yeah yeah the
1: the to go back to what you're talking about uh the the panel where he's making the speech he's in in front of the tree mm-hmm. um the i was looking at that while you're talking about it the spears also do a real good job dr- uh job of um like controlling your eyes like kind of starting starting at Beta Ray Bill and then going down following the line of the spears um, to the, to the like, who, down at the bottom. Um, and then I, I just love the way he does the, the, the speed lines also, like with the fist going through the wall. Um, like you, you just, you definitely pick up that speed from it for sure. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's, that's something we've talked about. I think, maybe we have i don't know like how he does that like out the outline of the figures like in the jagged speed line thing and i i've tried that before and it's way harder than it looks like it's so hard to do it like and make it look as good as he does it yeah Um, and then to have it all like going in the same direction is just mind-blowing um yeah how he does it but it's like i don't know like when you look at his artwork you just think drawing is the most fun thing in the world so you're just like yeah of course i want to draw you know when you're what after you look at yeah. it yeah
0: so the 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 battle continues um you know there's there's a lot of fighting um they they sort of move to an area that looks like it has a bit of the the rainbow bridge that the the sort of the 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 gate of the is a head and a, a galactus helmet so that's awesome right there yeah yeah And uh, so, and then the, the, the ship shows up here, it's sort of the almost sort of the help save the day um, huge splash page. Um, So what do you guys think about sort of the fighting and then the reveal that uh, they sort of have air support here?
1: You go ahead, Travis. Okay. Um, So the, the, the page with that, uh, uh, what do you call it the the rainbow the, the path there what is that? I guess it's um, just called the rainbow bridge
0: It's like the bifrost the rainbow oh, bifrost. bridge yeah the yeah
1: bifrost. yeah um that color also like in the it just says there's so many like uh like grays and dull colors and then to have that in there, especially the the uh large panel there at the bottom mm-hmm. um, where even like the laughter is like green um and then there's like the yellows of the words with the the red outline for the crunch it's just like very very colorful and breaking it up and you kind of get like a i mean it's a very weird image you know like the way that, that it's drawn is just weird um and obviously he's doing that on on purpose and it just you know pulls you in even more um
0: yeah, there's like a dude. There's like a dude cut in half that would kind of feel like he's sliding off the page as you know his, his legs are standing, but his torso is sort of moving off of the page.
1: Yeah, and then he's biting, he's biting that, that person and is stretching it out almost like, yeah, watching somebody like you know, like eating like a steak
2: or something. And <laughs> <Yeah>, it's gnarly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder if he had to tone this down after he showed it to Marvel editorial or like, cause I know like with Marvel, you can't do gore. You can do blood. That's the thing. Um, so I'm looking at this now. Cause like, that was my first thought when I saw this page, like how did this get past Marvel editorial? But it's, it's mostly just bloody. And, uh, but I wonder if it wasn't, there wasn't like a gorier version of this at some point or something like that. And he had to tone it down
0: yeah that's that's a good point there was a uh, there was an issue I, I think of like siege which was like an old brian bendis book and the uh, the uh the century ripped uh aries apart and like his intestines were showing and bendis was like i was really surprised that we got that through so yeah that's a good point that it's amazing that this would have got through as well even the uh if you look at the guy who, you know the top half of
1: the guy on the bottom right of the page his legs are still walking if you look <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> it's so great yeah they, it's sort of like the legs have sort of some forward momentum but the waist is sort of leaning back from the 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 slice and the cut so yeah the sort of the the it's portraying sort of the legs are still moving, but the waist is sort of, you know, falling and leaning back. So it's, it's, it's really great. Yeah. And um, I I watched uh,
2: the director's commentary that Daniel Warren Johnson posted on his YouTube. And I think this, I'm I'm interested to see what you guys think of this, but for the scuttlebutt spaceship reveal on the next page, Mm -hmm. uh, that splash, he didn't design the, the ship before he drew it on the page. He used the page to design the ship. Really? You know, and I was like, that's pretty cool. And it actually made me feel like, I'm like, okay, I kind of do stuff like that. But like, that feels really cool to hear a professional be like, I didn't want to waste time. So he just drew it on the page. And that's how he designed it. Uh-huh. And um, But that's, again, just a guy who just makes everything look like, easy, too. When you look at the spaceship, you're just like, yeah, know, yeah. 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 Such a cool design for a ship. Uh, it's got so much going on on it.
0: Yeah, we we see it again, sort of. Well, again, large uh, in frame uh, later in the book. So that's that's pretty uh, cool, and also pretty well. I guess you'd always redraw it, but you know, it's pretty ballsy to just sort of the, the design is on the you know the I'm assuming the eleven by seventeen Bristol board that that you're doing. You know, no pre sketching or anything like that. Yeah, that's like. I
2: thought I heard that and I was like that's nuts like I just like I would like you know how, how do you especially the Marvel book yeah it is so ballsy that kind of thing to be like yeah I'll, I'll just design it on the on the page um, but it works that's the mm-hmm. thing like it looks good and he knows how to do spaceships and stuff which you know from this you can obviously tell he's drawn his share, fair share of spaceships before um,
0: so so the way the- he presents. Please go ahead, Travis.
1: The way, sorry, the way he uh, presents it too, initially, like, I always think how things are framed um, in pictures. Um, so like the picture of Beta Ray Bill uh, standing in front of that tree, giving the speech. And just to go back to that, like, he's very much framed um, by, the, by the, the, the color of the tree around him very much makes his bright colors pop. And then the ship, of course, the colors make it pop, but also, like, it's a spaceship over archers shooting off of a wall. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that very much frames it, you know?
2: And, again, to go back to that panel, like what Matt brought up about panels within panels, there's something kind of going like that going on here as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, in comics, when, like, you want to sell something big, like you break the panel borders and things like that. And that's kind of what this page is doing too with the spaceship, where it's like there are like three panels here. You know, like there's the one panel, which is like that black section at the top. Then there's sort of the lighter cloud section. And then there's the wall with the guy, with the archers on it. And it's like, the ship is breaking out of that second panel into the first panel, which is really cool. And it sells its size and its massiveness. And then, mm-hmm. like you said, the archers add then that like scope and scale where you have something in the foreground to measure up against this massive thing in the sky. And that's just just good storytelling and good uh, good design work right there.
0: So, and like, what's also cool is the, you know, this this spaceship feels very uh, like alien, like the the world is dirty, you know, it's not that clean sort of clinical s- Star Wars where everything looks bright and shiny. It, it, it looks like, you know, it's gone through some stuff and it, you know, it's dirty. And um, so I think that that fits really well. So from yeah, here I've with the- some with battles with the ship showing up you know the the fight continues um you know and it's sort of turned a little bit with the the air support um you know we go through about two or three pages of of, of fast paced action after the the ship shows up um so, so what do you guys think about the the sort of the the action sequence that we get here Travel. I kind of like the, okay. the, the
2: false sense of security it gives. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to no, say, no. I just have one short point. Like I like the false sense of security that the ship gives and then like raising, escalating the action and putting mm-hmm. more obstacles in the way. Um, just basically for that, you know, that final, that page with Fin Fang Foom standing over Sif. Like mm-hmm. that was like a really cool way to sort of like make everything like the the action sort of fall down to that point um that point of hopelessness i really like that but what what do you think travis
1: um well i really like the uh the the uh the gun the the gun placements on the ship like just the, it reminds me kind of like the old school like the the naval ships and stuff firing off from the side um and then that that second panel of the ship shooting um i know we're we've been talking a lot about scale just the scale of it um with all the soldiers and stuff um yeah yeah no i feel like i'm just saying the same things over and over again i'm just so
2: impressed <laughs> <laughs> it's it's easy to do with this book it's so good <laughs> yeah so good but the um the
1: the lines of, of action across the board, like very much, much it feels fast paced. Uh, very few words makes it feel fast paced. Um, you can, if you're not careful, skim, sk- you know, just look right over it and then you're done with the page, you know? Um, and then you kind of go back and, and look at it you're like, man, really getting into, into it. It's, it's very impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the, you know, the it's sort of like a good you know dance with a battle where there's sort of ups and downs and you know you know what you said it was sort of like it seemed like things were turning in the tide of of sif and beta ray bill and, and and some of the warriors with with the ship um but then sort of the the counter step uh it looks like things are going well for for foom um he's coming at sif uh on that one sort of bottom page like she's crawling away and they're sort of coming at us um, and as we turn the page, we see that, you know, Beta Ray Bill is able to grab uh, Foom by the tail and, and flip him. Um, and so, you know, sort of advantage him. Then he's punched. Uh, he goes flying and it looks like the advantage goes back to, to Foom. Um, but then he's hit by, by a lightning bolt. And, you know, on the next page where, you know, lightning bolt we're going to get a reveal of, of what's, what's behind that. But, you know, again, guys, we, we have action, we're going back and forth. Um, You know, we, we have a heroic moment from Beta Ray Bill saving Sif. Um, And then it looks like things are going bad for him. But what do you guys think, you know, as we continue to sort of, I think, I feel like two thirds of this book is pretty much uh, you know, this, this fight here, which, which is a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. You go ahead. What do you think of all that, Travis? Um, yeah, it's like you said, like very
1: much false sense of security. And then you um, or false sense of, you know, like the tide turning. Um, and, and he literally says like how useless and puny everything is. I mean, he like literally that, that panel where he punches the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, those speed lines, like really kind of puts it into perspective. You're like, oh my word. Like he literally is like knocking this ship around and then the uh the sorry i'm switching back and forth with it on my phone um yeah anyway go ahead noah sorry i'm i'll chime in again
2: no it's i think it's i think yeah like what you. i'll just build off what you were saying yeah i like the i kind of like it kind of is like points out how well designed the book is like you know uh scuttlebot got like a splash page you know introduction but fin fang foom was always set up to be the more powerful because he got the double page splash Mm -hmm. right you know and Mm -hmm. uh you know like it's it's all sort of it's all very well designed to sell like you know who's got the upper hand in this book but then to go back to something travis brought up earlier in the book about like Beta Ray Bill being so hard on himself. The dude's able to flip Finn Fang Foom, the guy who got the double page splash on his own. Like he doesn't need the hammer. He doesn't need Thor. He's like, he's able to hold his own against this. And he may have won, you know, like if he had kept fighting because he was clearly able to. And um without, of course, the next character who intervenes. But yeah, I really like uh yeah, the I like this book. you can't tell.
0: <clears throat> so the uh no shock that the the lightning bolt was delivered by by thor who flies in um and we see sort of the uh the smoky remains of the uh you know uh, fing fang foom the the crowd is chanting you know thor is returned hurrah they're, they're they're hugging him you know some of the worry i i let's see um what is that dude's name guy the the fat guy in the warriors three. a um, oh, uh, volstag volstag Stag. is there um they're um you know they're all celebrating and then thor's being carried off um you know by the crowd as uh beta Ray bill is sort of you know recovering from the battle which again you know we talked a lot about uh Beta Ray Bill in comparison to to Thor and sort of the way he feels. And this is sort of continuing to, uh, you know, show us this theme of, you know, Thor, the strong, you know, muscular, pretty guy with the blonde, long blonde hair, the muscles, the hammer that works comes in at the last moment with the lightning bolt takes everybody take, you know, saves, quote unquote, saves the day, even though. Beta Ray Bill has been here doing all the dirty work up until this point And, you know, uh, sort of continues that theme. But, all right, so what do you guys think about the reveal of, of Thor coming in here at the end of the battle?
1: Go ahead, Travis. So, yeah, right away Thor comes in, um, you know, one fell swoop. And, it, and it's like you said, like, uh, shiny blonde hair and whatever he looks super clean and unmarked um especially in that bottom panel there where the crowd's carrying them off um you you see both of them in one panel thor and beta bill and just like how grungy and downtrodden and beaten one looks compared to the other um the the reveal definitely like it, it Not just with the color, but with the the drawing also, both of them working together. Um, Mm -hmm. Very good job of uh, contrasting the two of them uh, right off the bat. Like, I mean, literally Thor's first page.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I like how empty the victory feels with how small the panels get, you know, like there's no big finish to the battle. Like it doesn't get its splash page, It doesn't get even like half a page the end of the battle it gets like i mean on the previous page you get sort of like kind of half a panel of the lightning coming and striking him but then thor coming in is just you know a panel at the top you know it's nothing too spectacular right and then everything after that just feels like 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 it's sort of like closing in on Mm -hmm. beta ray bill like you know you feel the weight of what's on his mind as it goes through the rest of the book and i really like that you know like they don't Daniel Warren Johnson didn't give Thor a splash page to introduce him because it wasn't about that in this moment. It was about sort of the hollow victory of it all because Bill didn't get what he wanted. And I think that's, again, we kind of talked about show don't tell this is a really great way of not, of not telling is just showing this, yeah. you know, not giving us the, the, the punctuation to this battle sequence that we were expecting. the mm-hmm. um, <laughs> It's a really great choice and it really hits. The The page
1: very much has like a business as usual feel to it with how many panels are on it. And, and the smaller as far as compared to, to all the others, like you said, um, very much I'd expect the page layout like this to be more of like, you know, the middle of the story between the two fights type of uh, part of the story.
0: So, sort of the, the the theme continues at the sort of the post-victory uh, celebration, where you know Thor is, you know, basking in the glory. He's got the the attention of of the ladies, and uh, you know Bill is you know in the in the corner looking on, sort of sulking. He has a conversation with with Pip. Um, he's about to leave, um, but Lady Sif, who sort of knows more about all the the aspects of the battle and she sort of was there from the start um stops him uh and you know that they, they have a moment where they have a drink so what do you guys think about the fact that you know post celebration i'm sorry post battle and in the celebration we're sort of continuing this this theme of you know thor the bright clean shiny you know heroic figure and beta ray Bill, the the one that you know He's got the horse face. He's you know he's not ha- he's not he's not getting the attention here. We're, we're sort of continuing that theme. Travis, what 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 are your thoughts here? So initially,
1: what I noticed is, um, Beta Ray Bill's still in his. Um, his I, I guess you call it his costume or get up. Um, Thor's not, and like he doesn't he doesn't even need it you know everybody knows who he is um mm-hmm. you know the ladies are still flocking to him um and yeah bed Ray bill over in the corner still in his get up all bandaged up
2: um yeah that's that's the first thing i noticed from the stage. yeah that's a good catch and i like that panel At the top of the uh, right facing page where it's just Beta Ray Bill and no background, it's just white. I thought that was a really good choice to sort of slow us down, you know, after a bunch of pages of panels with a lot going on to have this moment of sort of showing his sort of solitary confinement being broken up by someone coming off camera Mm -hmm. to talk to him. That was a really cool moment. And uh, uh, yeah, I like that, like the drama like how the how heavy everything is here it
1: almost looks like it like it freezes the moment like yeah
2: just the fact that one
1: person said his name was enough to like kind of stop everything for him yeah
2: <clears throat> Dude, so relatable man it's like <laughs> it's like i don't know
0: how that feels at all <laughs> <laughs> that's me every day
1: yeah uh. <laughs>
0: So, uh, you know, they, they paused, uh, the, you know, exchange, uh, you know, the drinks, uh, and there's a whisper in, in Bill's ear and and we see them walking away. Um, and then they, they go into a, uh, they go into a bedroom and it looks like, uh, Bill's gonna have a little bit of a post victory uh, celebration, but it, it doesn't, uh, doesn't work out for him. Um, exactly. Um, so what do you guys think about sort of the uh, the the build up to you know we we feel like our our main character is about to you know celebrate a, a victory only to, to have it filled with with heartbreak. Um, you know, you know, another down for him. What do you what do you guys think about, you know, sort of this character moment for him? Uh, uh,
1: for me, it literally just like re-cements everything that's happened so far it's like it's saying like hey this just just isn't like it wasn't just this one thing like this this is his life you know
2: that's a good point it kind of mirrors the action sequence earlier and then it's like another crushing blow and then he has to overcome that and move on uh one thing i got out of the commentary because when I first read this I was like oh Sif comes off as a little shallow in this in this sequence with like how she's disappointed that he can't transform into his humanoid form but Daniel Warren Johnson in the commentary kind of pointed out how he was like he's like is it disappointment or is she just could or can she just read the sadness in Bill's because there's never a place where she says outrightly, I'm disappointed that you can't do this. It's all him projecting onto her in this sequence that she can't, that he can't transform. And I thought that was really cool. And, and, and re looking at it, and I was like, oh no, he's right. Like, like, you can read it as her being shallow, but you can also read it as her just trying to tell him, like, no, it's okay, you know? And uh, I, I really like that. And, and, and I'm looking at this, like, sort of how there's that nice, long that big panel of her just saying oh at the top mm-hmm. of the page mm-hmm. and bill standing right next to the mirror that's really nice and you can it's so objective that that's sort of the panel that gets you where it's like is it her being disappointed or is she going to start being like you know is she trying to be sympathetic to him and uh, i like that johnson pulled back so that we can make up our minds ourselves and of course be in bill's shoes to where like to draw the conclusion um i, I really like that
0: those, those, yeah, those are very good points. Because even when he's leaving, she's sort of, sort of still looking at him and trying to, in a way, trying to figure out what's going on. She, you know, she's not, she never once was like told him to leave. You know, he sort of very quickly makes the decision and and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's an interesting way to to do it. So uh, from there, I I think we we do another sort sort of flashback uh, sequence. Uh, This is sort of taking us back to the beginning of the book, where um, Bill was picked uh, to you know have these operations or 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 things done to him. So we sort of tie up that the way we started the the story. Um, What do you what do you guys think about uh, you know just a one page? before we almost finish the book to sort of bring that story beat back to us. Uh, Travis, uh, your thoughts.
1: Um, well, the first thing I noticed is the contract and, uh, the contrast and in, in color, um, to the other pages. Um, and the, the, the scuttlebutt being, I guess, what is that like an AI? Um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, actually, until until they brought it up here. Like, I thought it was, like, the name of the ship or something. Um, but, yeah, sorry. Were you going to say something, No, Go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say, yeah, Scuttlebutt, the greatest name for an AI ever. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, immediately what you want your AI to be called is Scuttlebutt. I think that would keep the machines from taking us over if we gave them embarrassing names like that. Like... Scuttlebutt and dipstick and things like that, you know. Um, well, scuttlebutt yeah. made think of,
1: um, ironically, made me think of Battlestar Galactica,
2: um, oh.
1: because in the remake, so because that's the only one I've watched. Don't judge me, people. Um, <laughs> is is uh, the 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 what's his name? The admiral there is always asking, "What's the scuttlebutt?" Um, that's what that made me think of. So I thought that was funny because, like it the ship very much reminds me of, uh, the uh, Galactica in ways.
2: Yeah. Well, you've earned your nerd card with that. <laughs> Cause I didn't know anything like that. So
0: that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So with uh, the little backstory that we get here of the, the connection of bill and the, and the AI and the ship, we, we turn the page to, uh, another double page splash. Um, where where they're talking and he's telling him to you know um prep the engines to leave so at this point it looks like he's he's about to go um but as we turn the page uh there's somebody there to uh try to stop him um or at least try to figure out what's going on and it's thor and these two you know have their their back to back um you know sort of the same conversations that uh you know we've been having um it, and, and, you know, we, we do go back, um, you know, to the to the fact that he didn't have a hammer. Um, but Bill gets on the ship to leave and then sort of uh, we're on the we're on the deck of the, the ship with uh, with Bill as he as he flies away. So what do you guys think about um, after the encounter with Sif um, and the, the backstory? You know, we sort of get uh, Bill on his way out he has a conversation with thor but he's he's still on his way for you know other missions and other adventures uh so mm. how do you guys feel about a way to end the the first issue of a of a mini series so
1: uh for me it's cool transitioning from that flashback of uh bill and scuttlebutt to uh, it's like seeing the 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 beginning and then the the present of their relationship and how uh, almost like they've both grown up. Like yeah. uh, Bill's not a little boy anymore, and um, Scuttlebutt, you know, goes from you know a voice coming from a light bulb to a big ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it it gives gives you the the impression that they've been through a lot together
2: yeah that's a really good point i love that i love that like of course you get caught up in the scale and how much detail is on this page but yeah you got to the heart of the book right there and that's really cool Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's a brilliant way of putting it
0: yeah I, i i like that aspect as well it's sort of like you know as bill has grown from this little kid to this heroic figure you know scuttlebutt has also grown from this this smaller thing to this you know heroic impressive looking you know ai controlling controlling a spaceship so yeah that's a very good point um but the conversation between thor and bill before he leaves just sort of again hammers home that um that point of you know bill's sort of mental um state and all the things he's he's dealing with uh what do you guys think about giving us a character moment between thor and bill before he before he leaves here
1: travis we'll go with you again sweet um, it's really cool seeing the um well the, the like you said the back and forth between the two of them um and you're reminded like Thor didn't like save the day you know to be to be a jerk you know like he can't help who like he says I have no control I am who I am Mm -hmm. uh it's just like listen like you're having this inner struggle about not being able to live up to me it's not like I went out of my way to like you know like make you this downtrodden conflicted individual that you are um and just a different thing to point out. I really like the um uh Noah and Matt, you'll probably know too what it's called, but um the the shading on the on Beta Ray Bill and that first panel of them talking, um how it's like that old school shading. I just noticed that. I think that's really cool.
2: Yeah, there's there's screen tones is what they're called. And that's used Green throughout tones. the book. Yeah, it's used really well throughout the book. It's mostly in shots like this where it's shadowing Bill like in the foreground, which I really like that. Um, it's used really well. I don't really have anything smart to say about it. It's just used really well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just- it's like, yeah, <laughs> I just like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, I like how, I kind of like though that how um, uh, B- Bill confronts Thor, like tells him like, hey, you took my hammer from me though. Like you need to take responsibility for that but I'm going to take responsibility for myself and getting my power back. So that's why he's going off to find Odin is for himself and he's going to do it himself, which is really cool. Like he's not asking Thor to fix everything for him. Right. Or he doesn't like make it seem like Thor owns, owes him this or anything like that. Like, I think that's what makes Bill a cool character is that of like his responsibility in like, you know, redeeming himself in a way.
0: So this last page, as as Thor is sort of w- making his way through the ship, um, the 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 word balloons here are interesting. They're they're very difficult to 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 read, and sometimes yeah, um, with my old eyes, even unreadable. But it you don't really need to you don't really need to to know what's going on because you almost feel like as Bill is walking through the ship, you know, all these people are saying. Either like certainly the guy who looks like he's locked up is just saying something annoying to him that he just doesn't he doesn't have the time for to sort of you know even listen to him he's just sort of in his own world he sits down um, there's a reflection of his face again um, in the uh, the the off of the the window of the sort of the control room so again it's sort of him looking at a at himself you know either through a mirror or a reflective surface. Um, and then we just sort of get too continued with him very sort of downtrodden, you know, um, depressed, sitting in the controls of that ship. And we know that he's off somewhere. We know that he's not in the best of moods and not in the best of mental places. So that's that's where we finish off. So, what do you guys think about sort of the the sequence of him in the ship on the last page?
1: I like how, like, the, the setting is. Like for me, like if I were in outer space, I would not be gloomy like that. Like I like it's like no matter where he is, he has this this gloom. Um, and I also wonder uh, to go back to the uh, the the voice bubbles you said were, were hard to read. I wonder if uh, Daniel Warren Johnson did those also.
2: It looks like he did hand letter them. And I watched, I know what it is because I watched the commentary, but I didn't catch this on the first thing. It's right. actually a TV that he's watching and it's, it's, it's hook. Like the Robin Williams
0: movie. Oh, okay. Thought-
2: was- yeah. So like you see like Rufio come up and it plays into the whole, like Rufio being a character that wishes he was Peter Pan or as good as Peter Pan and stuff like that. But I like those word balloons. Cause it does slow you down and makes you feel the isolation at the end. It hits you with the melodrama, which like, I kind of feel is a little heavy handed at the end of this book. But that's my only complaint about this whole book is how heavy handed it is on the drama. But overall, Mm -hmm. I still love this book. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm glad you cleared that up to me. I thought that was some dude that was just locked away in like, like a cell and that we could just (laughs) see his face sort of through like the, you know, you know how you get those little like windows to sort of in a cell to sort of check in and make sure the prisoner is uh, there and alive and stuff like that. So thanks. uh, I can see that. Yeah.
2: If
1: if you look on, I think it's page three, you see them chanting Rufio. Um, And what that reminded me of was like, um, it very much reminded me of Guardians of the Galaxy with the mixtapes. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Except like yeah, I see it now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Good good another another good insight. Yeah, that that's that's playing in all the screens throughout the the beginning of the book as well.
2: Yeah, and that's a good comparison to uh you know star lord right like it tells you so much about the character what they listen to what they watch that kind of thing right you know um it's always like a cool thing and that's something that's very typical to daniel warren johnson he didn't do that in wonder woman but like murder falcon is all about that like what music this guy listens to and stuff like that so yeah that's cool
0: awesome well um travis as we close up here um what are your thoughts? It seems like, uh, you, you enjoyed this book. Are you in for, for more issues in this series?
1: Oh yeah. I have the second one. I haven't read it yet. Um, but I mean, he did exactly what he meant to do as far as hooking in readers. Um, especially, uh, newer readers
0: like myself, mm-hmm. uh, in the comic book world. Nice. And, and Noah, uh, you know through this conversation i know that you like the book um i'm assuming that you're excited uh for future for future issues here and you know no, being, i'm done you're uh, done i'm <laughs> done done with the you're book done. Uh, i'm done we're I'm just quitting room. now well Can't i guess get i better than i this. guess i i guess i won't break it to you that uh daniel warren johnson agreed to be on the the episode where we discuss issue two so it'll just be me just travis It just be me travis yeah. and, and daniel talking about it <laughs> all right
1: yeah i'll be there <laughs>
0: cool well i want to thank you guys for for being on this it was a lot of fun to to do it yeah. and uh you know it was different uh generally uh when noah and i do it it's sort of an artist writer but here it's sort of writer artist and then a uh, travis you being a, a writer artist yourself it was we you know we were able to to look at this in, in different ways mm.
1: i appreciate you guys having me on this is um this is a really cool opportunity
0: No problem. So um, related to that, Travis, do you want to let people know where they can find you online? I know recently you started a, uh, an IG account for, for Moss Bale, a project that you're working on. Do you want to? Yes. So
1: Moss Bale is a project that, um, that I started uh, about a year ago. It's kind of um, just started as some character drawings and then developed into a, a story and, Noah's been uh, kind of along for the ride. My uh, creative. um, Slave driver. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. Like uh, it's been like uh, the wall. I hit the ping pong ball off of like very much like just feeding them some ideas and getting that reaction. You know what I mean? Uh, So that's been great. Um, And um, then, of course, Matt hooking up with with, uh, you through Noah later on. Um, and you guys helping me put this together, but anyway, um, Mossville's comic I'm working on. I'm very excited for hopefully be out later this year. That's the plan. Um, and there is an Instagram account for it. Um, it's Mossvale and then the, uh, the underscore comic. Um, and that's something, uh, you guys can follow if you want to keep up with that. Um, just as it, as I continue to to write and i am writing and, and illustrating it myself um which is exciting yeah. um but yeah what were you gonna say now
2: i was just gonna bring up that you're drawing and writing and everything like that so yeah
0: yeah, yeah. we will have we'll have more news on that as sort of dates come closer to to stuff right now but it's it's in the pipeline of uh, ageless stuff you know um maybe Maybe when Dino Thrashers wraps up here, you know, there'll be more of an announcement on, on Moss Vale, but I'm pretty excited for, for that book as well. Me too. Definitely. Awesome. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter at ConstructComPod, Instagram is ConstructingComicsPod, and Facebook is ConstructedComics. There's also going to be a link to the Kickstarter page for Diner Thrashers. Um, Noah is the the artist on that book, um, and we also have a catch-up tier. If anybody missed uh, issue one, um, they can get issue one, which features a uh, a cover that Travis did. That's our that's our cover A to um, Diner Thrashers one. So um, tying that all in uh, together. But I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, please be safe be nice and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.